And oh, by the way, the reason those deals don't leave these great funds now is because they know we can provide the most value. And when times get tough, we answer the phone call. We don't get to leave. What are you talking about? We're on the call. We don't go anywhere. Live or die till death do us part. Rich or poor, sickness and health. That's what long equity is. So you want your money with people that understand the industry, first of all. Second of all, are here for the long term. And third, the companies. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with our old friend, Matt Nordgren, founder and managing partner of Arcadian Capital. Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. I guess we are old friends after all these years now. <laughs> and, uh, I hear you so much in the cannabis world. It's just so nice to hear your voice. I recognize it now if someone's playing it in one of the other offices even. But you interview so many great people. We're thankful to continue to be a guest on your show. The people that don't know, Matt, if you've had so many successes in different venues, whether it's athletics or entertainment or investing, and we've talked about your career and your journey to cannabis investing on our previous appearances. So if you want to learn more about Matt, just please take a minute and go back and listen to episodes 35 and episode 140, because we have a ton of new stuff that we need to talk about today. So we're going to skip some of this and just jump right into it. Matt, when you formed Arcadian, your investment thesis was a little different than other cannabis companies in that you only invested in non-plant touching or what a lot of people refer to as ancillary cannabis businesses. Is that still the case? You know, Dan, it still is mostly. And I want us to characterize that more so because the funds that we have under Arcade, in which there's two funds, those are specifically for non-plant touching ancillary companies. But for years now, we have done different things through SPV, special purpose vehicles, or advisory or consulting type arrangements that do touch the plant, but they're on a one-off basis. And we have a tremendous amount of investors in our funds, and they expect these types of things. They want to enter in a specific opportunities for one reason or another, and it's our job to present them with that. So we have done more than 10 of those outside of the fund, but we have not launched the fund for that just yet, but maybe into the year, but it's more likely in 2021 post-elections when we get to know a few more variables from an underwriting standpoint. Yeah, I think most people are waiting for post-election to kind of get a feel for what direction they want to take their company. You mentioned this the last time you were on the show that a lot of family offices and institutional investors have vice clauses or they're just concerned about investing in, in cannabis. Do you feel like that dynamic is changing? Well, Dan, here's how you have to think about this. And this goes back to your last question. I'm glad you hit it home a little bit more there, which is it's about risk. Everything is about risk return. It doesn't matter where you are in the cycle of investor, institutional, seed stage, angel, pension fund, endowment, pub. It's about risk and return. So what you have to understand is anybody of any significance characterizes the cannabis and hemp industry, actually, (laughs) is high risk, high return. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you run a REIT in this space or you run a pre-Series A software startup. It doesn't matter. You're high risk 
to every major allocator in the entire planet. And so our philosophy was understand what type of risk they are willing to take on at certain stages. And when you touch the plant, you add a level of risk. And so when you think about it, all we did was look at the least risky way to get people into the industry. And that was a hedge diversified, non-plant touching approach, which to us, if you look today, is it's been a smart move because our companies are doing great. They're not in problems. So I think, Dan, I'm just trying to explain it's reverse engineering from risk factors. Yeah. And so all we're saying is we want to provide the least risk possible with having what the industry affords at a given time as the most logical way to have a strategy. The whole thing has to move forward and you have to move at the pace with which the industry naturally allows. Well, I think you make a really good point about risk, especially with the environment we're in right now. I think people are a little more risk averse today than they were at the beginning of 2020, which leads me to my next question. A lot of our investors, or I should say a lot of our listeners were publicly traded investors. They invested in publicly traded cannabis companies and they jumped off and they have a bad taste in their mouth, but now they're thinking private companies. I want to invest in private companies, especially now it's tricky to invest in a private cannabis company, you're right in the epicenter of it in Los Angeles. I mean, you, all the action is around you. <laughs> plus, plus you're, you're part of this small investor community. You know, your buddies are calling you saying, hey, Matt, we got a deal. You want to jump in on, the, on one of our deals. So before the good deals even get out, they're already sold out. You're right. And you know what, Dan? It's in the best interest of the industry because you have groups like us at Arcadian and all these other great funds. I don't even want to mention one because there's 15 or 20 that are amazing and we work together all day long. If you want the industry to move forward, you want those groups to be aligned. You want all the resources you can possibly imagine to go yeah. there because they are long equity. We're in 36, seven companies. Some companies funds are in 20, some are in 40, some are in 50 but we're all doing it together. And guess what? We're long equity. If you want to see this industry move forward, if you're an investor, please give your capital to one of the great equity funds. Give it to them. Because at the end of the day, you're not thinking this is going to replace your bond portfolio. We're not trying to deliver you five, six, seven, eight percent Okay. It's a high risk, high return category, as we said earlier. Doesn't matter how much you de-risk it today. So, why do you care to pay a manager two and 20? Pay 2% a year, which comes back to you, by the way, anyways, on the returns. So it's a mute point, but then incentivize them to make 20% of the upside after they return you your capital. Who cares? You're supposed to be making 400% return when you cross the line. The race isn't over. It's just beginning. History hasn't been written. You need to be part of a team. This is going to move forward. And these funds that are out there like Arcadian and others, are going to properly hedge you and diversify your risk such that you make sure that you, with portfolio theory, you make a nice return, you're safe, you get to enjoy the ride. And oh, by the way, the reason those deals don't leave these great funds now is because they know we can provide the most value. And when times get tough, we answer the phone call. We don't get yeah. to leave. What are you talking about? We're on the call. We don't go anywhere. Live or die till death do us part, rich or poor, <laughs> sickness and health. 
that's what long equity is. So you want your money with people that understand the industry, first of all. Second of all, are here for the long term. And third, the companies, rightfully so, should first and foremost target the funds because there's no one else in the world that can provide as much strategic value to a company as these funds like ours. And so yeah. join the team. The return's going to be more than you need. Pay the managers. It needs to be a collaborative effort, just like the plant is. It's collaborative. It's healing. Do it together. And we can all resource these companies privately, as they should be, in the market today with tremendous returns and doing good for the industry and the world by doing it this way. That's the passion. That's the passion that's made you so successful for everything that you've done, Matt. That's just what you said right there. It's people that invest with Arcadian know this about you. Your companies that you work with know this about you is that you are all in till death do you part. That is, that is cool. That is so cool. I have all of Matt's information in the show notes. So if you know, you're a company that's looking for some growth capital, or if you're an investor and you're, you know, you want somebody to manage your fund, I don't think you're going to find anybody more passionate or more committed to this industry than Matt Nordgren. And Matt, it's always great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. God bless you. And look forward to hearing from folks here. We hope to be in service to you. Well. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.